This episode is a little different than every other one in that it was recorded on Valentine's Day, 14th of February, 2020. Now, usually I don't let people know when it was recorded because I don't know when I'm going to be shuffling it around, but it's pertinent to know the date because we are talking a little about the coronavirus, CVIN19, COVID-19, as it is officially known. The guest on today's show I have known for many years, and over the last five or six years, she's really grown her business in Asia. So we talk about what are some of the things she's done to do that, and some of the things that she talks about, and some of the work that she does. But then we talk a bit about what has been the impact of the coronavirus. And interestingly, here in Australia, I've got quite a few friends whose businesses are suffering. They're talking retrenchments, they're talking massive plummeting and because of the impact. So it is timely to just have a bit of a discussion to see what the difference this crisis is happening. We also talk about a whole lot of other fun stuff. And one thing we don't talk about is success. We started to, and then we got sidetracked and we kept going. We never got back to it. But you'll be able to work out from the conversation how she measures her success. Let's have a chat with Kerry. Let's go. Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. It's showtime. 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 And now, here is your host, Warwick Mary. Welcome back to another episode of the Get More Success Show. Now, today I have an international woman of mystery <laughs> who has traveled the world over and is suffering a tad at the moment. The old coronavirus outbreak has put a curtailing of her traveling. But she is all about how do I talk to strangers or do talk to strangers, particularly while traveling. Please welcome to the show, Kerry Phipps. Thank you, Warwick. It's very exciting to be here again. Being the international woman of mystery based out of Dubbo, which for those of you who don't know, Dubbo is in the middle of New South Wales, miles away from anywhere, not often referred to as internationally exotic, but they do have a very good zoo. We have a world famous zoo, Warwick. World famous zoo. Yes. Come visit. Hey, um, Kerry, I'm going to ask you the question I always ask when we start off is, how do you define success? Uh, it's such a, such a great and broad question. And I'd love to come back to this, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, let's, let's come back to it. So uh, it's a journey. Let's start off. I know you and I, we've been in touch for, for, for many years. And of the, of the last while, you've really pushed your business into Asia around that um, uh, Singapore, Malaysia, Thai kind of area and that, that sort of cluster of countries. How did that come? How do you go from I'm here in Dubbo to now I'm running a business where I just puddle over to, you know, Southeast Asia all the time? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Actually, last year was at least eight times, so kind of crazy. But you were there almost at the beginning of it, Warwick. So I met you at the very first Asia Professional Speakers Convention that I attended. So that was 2015. I'd recently launched Do Talk to Strangers. So we've talked about this before. And that's my third book, but it was the first time I'd spoken in Singapore with my content. So I had been there in 2006 and we discussed that in our last conversation, our last podcast conversation. But it was the Do Talk to Strangers message. So after that convention where I met you and you totally made my day, I spoke for a client who I'd been his mentor probably 10 years earlier when he was a new coach. And 
he gathered his team to sit at my feet, which was how he put it. And rather than the 15 to 20 people that he expected, they invited their teams. And so we had 100 people jammed into this room and then they just went nuts with the social media it was just amazing how they were all so enthusiastic they had photos with me with the book with each other in the book and and so do talk to strangers was kind of launched um, unofficially and beautifully and so from that I had people contacting me saying uh, you know I want to represent you in the Philippines can you come here and I'm like wow uh, okay so which is funny because I said to my husband I hadn't really thought about the Philippines. And he said, oh, I've always wanted to go there, which seems to be his response to so many things that come up. And I go, oh, this country. And he's like, yeah, I've always wanted to go there. I'm like, wow, I think I started life feel, thinking very small. Uh, you know, I wanted to go to Canada because of Anne of Green Gables. And uh, I think most girls growing up, you know, go, I want to go to Prince Edward Island. Uh, still haven't been to Canada, <laughs> but that's okay. So I think since that convention and since that trip, I just keep going back. I just keep saying yes. And I, I contact people who've said, it would be awesome to have you come and speak to our team. And so then when my, I think my suitcase starts calling out to me from my wardrobe, um, Kerry, you haven't seen me for a few weeks. <laughs> oh man, I need to go somewhere. So sometimes I'm responding to an invitation. Other times I'm inviting myself and going, hey, you expressed interest a little while ago. Shall we make something happen? Uh, so there is this drive in me and it's not just my suitcase, but it's, it's something in me saying, uh, keep moving, keep connecting with people, keep putting yourself in this uncomfortable zone because that's where I learn and grow. It's the, you know, that convention where we met really expanded my world. And I think from the first morning, I had a realisation when someone was speaking about the, the charity work that he was doing. And I thought, this is why I'm here, because if I can come to a place like Singapore and be working with, with corporations here, with big companies or, or small companies, but if I can come here and work, then I can go for a week to Cambodia, to Thailand, to places where uh, people are investing their, their whole life into the next generation. And they wouldn't be investing in themselves in terms of leadership coaching or um, you know, personal development, which would really benefit them to, to grow the organisations that they're growing. So, yeah, I just went, I just want to keep coming because there's such a hunger for learning and development. They love the Connect with Confidence program that I run or even shorter workshops. And it's the, the sense of this really makes a difference. How do, you, how do they go culturally? And, and the reason I'm asking is stereotypically Southeast Asians uh there's the whole concept of face of which i don't know a great deal about where people look more more reserved so when you're saying yes talk to complete strangers and you're you're jammed on a public transport just talk to them how do they embrace that is that something that they have to really think about or do they just go yes what a great idea <laughs> well as you know warwick i spent a lot of years coaching before speaking and and sharing this so all the workshops that i deliver is still very coaching style in that I will ask people like, what would that look like for you? Or where could you stretch yourself a little? What's the step out of the comfort zone for you? So for some people, it might be, um, you know, looking for an opportunity to smile and to give someone their seat on public transport. And there's so many beautiful little posters around Singapore, for example, um, encouraging kindness, you know, and, and kind looking for a way to, be kind to the elderly, to offer a seat to somebody, um, their moments of connection. So, and Singaporeans love being kind and 
last year I spoke at the Singapore kindness movement, which was just inspiring. It was so exciting to see what they're doing and just their posters everywhere. It's like, wow, we can really have a kinder world. And, you know, they appreciate the reminders because they're also very, very hard workers. And sometimes we can all get in the trap of busy, 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 get stuff done and forget to just look up and see who's around us. So, <laughs> so I help them contextualize it. I don't say, um, you know, this is how it works because I'm an Aussie and this is what we do. It's, I'm very mindful that we need to look at how does this work for you, for not just you as a culture, but you as an individual because everyone's in a different environment. And, you know, I, I did find that a little confronting in one moment in India where I'd just spoken to, uh, I was told I'd be speaking to like four to 500 students and I knew that the room was a lot bigger and very full, more than 500 students. They told me later it was like, 2,000 in the room and three and a half thousand on live stream. Anyway, but then everything's just like unexpected. Then I'm doing a TV interview and a girl said to me, so how do we talk to strangers in India where it's not safe for women? Well, I think she said it's not a women's safe country. And it really made me pause and think because we need to engage people's thinking about what does our content look like for them? How do they make it work for them? Because it's got to work for people. It's not, it's not about taking on somebody else's way of doing things, which I think is what people expect because you grow up in school and you're told this is how it is. This is what you need to do. And, you know, and, and jobs, you're told what to do and how to do it. And a coaching conversation unlocks a whole lot of possibilities. What does it look like for you? How would you do that? So yeah, it's, it's constant learning for me. And I love hearing people's feedback because. What have been some of the challenges for you working in different cultures, both um, geographical cultures, but also there's going to be different corporate cultures or work mm. or, you know, going from something like India to the Philippines to Singapore to Malaysia like what have been some of those challenges that you've had to overcome and whether they be personal blockages or, or lack of personal experience in dealing with these kind of issues or just trying to get comprehension happening yeah you know I think my biggest insight this year is or my my driver for this year is I want to ask better questions because sometimes you don't know what you don't know and so you know I have somebody roll out a plan, they want me to do this country and this country and this country. Um, and we're starting with the next one, which is next month. And I'm like, okay, great. And they say, send me the invoice, uh, send me your flight details, we'll book your flights. And I'm like, okay, great, thanks. And, and I say, I'll be booking my husband's flights, he's coming with me. And they're like, oh, no problem, we'll, we'll book those too. Okay, fantastic. Um, then I discover a week before I'm leaving and the flights still are not booked. Uh, well, actually, I'm not the only decision maker. <laughs> I'm like, did I not ask that question? You know, like how many, what questions do I need to ask? Because we don't know yeah. what we don't know. So <laughs> uh, there's learning. What was your question? So how did you... Challenges? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of those is going to be, for example, your story about India, where you were booked to speak to 400 people and you turn up and there's 2,000 in the room and 3,000 on live stream. Yeah. But that becomes a very different presentation, a very different session and a very different fee, um, let alone they've live streamed it. They may well have recorded it. They may then use it for other stuff. So how do you deal with that kind of situation? 
sometimes you just go, okay, so next time I might ask some better questions. <laughs> uh, also, I think they honestly did not expect that many. But they had billboards, like with my face. <laughs> was, I was not expecting that. You know, we, we drive into this massive business school and there's just a wall with my face on it. And, and the, the talk to strangers or um, I'm like, okay. Uh, and Nathan, who was filming with me, he said, because uh, we're surrounded, the car is surrounded by paparazzi. There's cameras everywhere. And Nathan's like, I might not need to do a lot of footage today. And I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll have a chat. Because <laughs> I don't think I need another camera. <laughs> um, so, yes, it is a different presentation. But in the moment, you just have to do your best. And, yeah, and actually I would have liked to have known about the live stream because I would have just looked, I would have known, I would have asked which camera is, is filming the live stream, um, you know, and make sure that I'm looking at them and engaging them too because I've done a lot of Facebook live videos and, uh, you know, and I have for that same college several months later, I did do a live stream presentation from here uh, to an audience of um, probably 1,000, I think that might have been. So. Yeah, it's, you are more aware of the audience when you see them and you know that they're on camera as well. So, All right, so you've got to get better at asking questions. What are some of the other key learnings that you've had from doing this? What, how has your business changed? Uh, to answer the first question, uh, what have I learned from this? Because it's not so business, so bring me back to that. But what I've learned is that people everywhere really appreciate being noticed uh, like there's just human connection things that are not cultural they're just human beings want to connect and they want to be noticed and appreciated and it doesn't matter if someone's super famous or if they're um, you know just starting out when you can acknowledge them for something when you look them in the eyes and you say thank you or you ask them a question you just respect people they deeply appreciate it. And uh, yeah. So the other question was about business. What have I learned or how's it changed? Hmm. Besides asking more questions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've learned about asking questions 15 years ago. You know, a booking sheet that covers, is it going to be live streamed? How many people are going to be there? How many, you know, but what's the maximum? Yeah. So there's, there's all of that. And there's, there's probably a continuation of I need, I want to go to different countries. I want to keep learning, but also I'm more mindful of my energy levels. Uh, so, you know, this is just a, a slight random thing, but it's, it's what I would share if I have something coming up that I think these people will keep me up till 3am every night, if possible, uh, where I will say, um, I will have in writing that I will have like nine hours on my own at night, you know, <laughs> so, so I can chat with the family, go to sleep, have a really good night's sleep. Um, pretty passionate about um, self care because I can't, you know, I'm, while I might get away with it for a couple of days, if you've got me touring for like three or four days across different cities, I'm really not going to be sharp <laughs> by the end. You know? and uh, it's lovely that they want to take you out for dinners and all of that but you just need to go this is this is how it has to be so getting clearer on how I function best 
that's been really important learning and and also just the creative process of like you know creating you know putting a book out and then just having time to rest um like i i brew books for quite a while i think before i actually get them out um like do talk to strangers literally took two and a half years because i just wrestled with it so much because it was so personal and because and i was living it all the time so i just kept writing more stories but um but the latest book the travel toolkit it it was in my head for like well over a year i was talking to people about it and it just like nothing was happening and then, <laughs> and then i had an epiphany oh why don't i launch it at the hr summit in singapore because the previous year the do talk to strangers book had been the bestseller even though i was only emceeing but it was just sitting there in the bookstore and people went oh my goodness wow um you know somebody bought a whole box just for their team so i thought oh that's a good idea i could launch it in singapore then i can do an event at this client's um beautiful premises as well and and because i had that deadline it just made me get in and do it but i announced it on live stream uh, on facebook live in front of an audience in sydney and declared the date and, and this book that i'm going to write and i came home and i felt so sick i was like what have i done what was I thinking? I've got, so I rang Nathan. I said, can you, I know you're traveling, but you know, do you think that I could do this book and can you do the cover? And he's like, yeah. I mean, I, he'd said to me like a few days earlier. So this book that you've been talking about, you're going to set yourself a time frame and do it. And I'm like, yeah, but it was like, once I had the events and I could see when it could happen, it gave me like a worthwhile time frame rather than just looking at the calendar and going, hmm, why don't I do it there? So I literally had three weeks to just get it done. And yeah, I felt very sick, but I got it done. <laughs> and I'm really proud of it. Like, I love how it came together. Yeah, good on you for doing that. Yeah. Now, I usually keep the date of recording of my sessions very secret so I can publish them whenever. But we're recording this on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and we're at a time where the coronavirus is making news all over the world. Um, yeah. COVID-19, as it's officially called. Yeah. That's got to impact your business. Yes. Yes, and I had events booked in Singapore and Penang and like a week ago, the client in Penang messaged me and said, are you still willing to come? And uh, I said, yes, of course. And, and, you know, I'm well, I have a good uh, immune system and, you know, I'm like solution focused. And also let's, you know, if people are showing up, I'm going to show up for them. So then... Um, one of our colleagues from America texted me just two days ago and said, Oh, I guess you've seen that you've woken to the disappointing news. And I went, Oh no. And then I scrolled down. Yep. There's a message on another app uh, from the client saying, I'm very disappointed to inform you that this is canceled until further notice. And I was like, okay, so do I fly? My, my flights are still booked and I can't contact Qantas at the moment because they're dealing with everybody who's booked up to the 29th of February and I'm flying on the 9th of March, I think. So I'm like, I don't know. Uh, so I've been talking to people in the Philippines. Uh, would you like me to come over? And they're like, yes, yes, we're very excited. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Uh, but at this stage, I can't change the flights. So either I will just go directly to the Philippines if Qantas does that for me, or I'll go to Singapore and then somewhere else, which won't, another country that won't penalise me for having flown through Singapore, which is happening at the moment. But yeah, the news is changing all the time. And I'm like, it's really been interesting because we're seeing the impact of fear and misinformation. And 
Warwick, as you would have, I'm sure you were personally affected too by the bushfires um, that have been raging up and down the coast since, well, even in November, I was in Asia and seeing all the news reports from Australia. And then I fly back into Melbourne, drove home with my son into smoke and dust. I was like, we could hardly breathe. I got so sick because I came back to Australia for not fresh air. And, you know, people have been talking about the effect on the economy of the, the fires and the coronavirus. But I wonder how much of that uh, economy being affected is actually because of fear and misinformation. Like how many people cancelled their flights to Australia because they thought the whole place was on fire? Um, and, and people literally did. They, they looked at maps that had pictures of flames all over Australia. And we were in North Queensland in the first week of January and saw these things going around on social media. I'm like, I'm, I'm in North Queensland. I know there's no fires up here. And yet that's the perception that people have. And I mean, through coaching, the last 15 years, we've been looking at, uh, you know, the neuroscience of decision-making, staying calm under pressure and, uh, you know, what's going on in our emotional state that's affecting our decision-making. And I just find it really quite concerning how many decisions are being made from a place of reactiveness and, and fear. So, so I'm always looking to manage that myself. How much time have I wasted looking at coronavirus news? <laughs> uh, and it's but, a delicate balance, isn't it, of staying informed um, yeah. but not being overwhelmed by it. Because if you yeah. look at all and the numbers and you look at the fires, you look at yeah. flooding we've had, the, yeah. storms, the smoke, yeah, flooding. earthquake in Sydney two days ago. Oh, uh, I missed that one. The four blokes on a horse, like just watch out, the horse of the apocalypse, they're on their way, run away. <laughs> but, but the reality is life goes on and we have to look at what are the things that are within my control that I can do. Yes, yes. And this is something I was talking about on a Facebook Live in January. I mean, I just wanted to be on holidays with my husband and son and, and not really like wade into the, the drama on Facebook. Uh, but I did do a couple of little videos and I talked about uh, something that I learned from a World War II veteran, Bede Tongs, who uh, was awarded the military medal in Kokoda. And I actually spent time with him in Kokoda and in Australia since then. Uh, and he talked about, well, my son says now it's called tactical napping. Uh, but when you have a chance, if you're under fire, um, you know, you have a moment where you're not under fire, just have a nap. You know, sleep if you can, because, it's, you know, you could be going for 24 hours, 48 hours without having a chance to nap. So nap when you can. And so that's, yeah, that's a thing now called tactical napping. <laughs> and, and I thought it's not that we need to do tactical napping now, but tactical resting. You know, if I'm on holidays, yes, it's upsetting that the rest of Australia is on fire, but it's actually not the rest of Australia on fire. It's just, yes, there are crises going on in different places. But maybe I need to take the time to recharge because we don't know what interruption to life I might be facing next week. And so I just find that there's a lot of, you know, borrowed outrage and borrowed drama by people wading into it online, whereas they could step back and go, okay, what do I need to focus on today? How can I just be kind to people around me who might be really worried? They might have family and I had family and friends, you know, in there fighting fires, escaping, waiting for the uh, air force to come in and pick them up and helicopter them out and all of those things. But we can serve each other best when we stay calm and we do what we can do. And um, 
yeah, I think it's a really important thing to be talking about emotional regulation and emotional intelligence. That applies also to office gossip and things going on in the workplace. And look, if it's, you know, clear boundaries are so important and they seem to be with social media. I don't know whether it's social media or whether it's just, we now have more awareness, but boundaries seem to be lacking from what I recall. I'm getting in one of these old grumpy buggers. Oh, young kiddies need boundaries. (laughs) What's my business and what's not. Yeah, that's right. And we need to support people to set their own boundaries because if they, you know, there's, there's a huge reaction to uncertainty and, and another thing that we need is autonomy. So, you know, our brain craves, this is, this is as, as important to our brain as survival. Their survival needs are just like eating and drinking. It's like, I need some sense of certainty. You know, I need some autonomy. So we need to help people create their own boundaries and get them to see what's the impact of having your phone, you know, in your hand all the time. You know, like I charge mine in the bathroom overnight because it is tempting to pick it up. Um, you know, it's, and it's a whole sleep hygiene thing, which is another conversation. <laughs> and wrap it up because it's been fabulous talking with you and I could keep it's always great. Um, Kerry, if people want to get in touch with you and find out more about uh, how to talk to strangers or how to talking, talking to strangers while traveling or communicating better with their team, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, kerryphipps.com. Or, uh, you know, we're connected on LinkedIn. They can find me amongst your friends on LinkedIn uh, and Facebook. But um, this, we've actually just created something gorgeous, uh, which is going up on the website shortly, Travel and Connect Well Tips. So, um, so if you want to get that PDF, then that's kerryphipps.com forward slash travel tips. Okay, so head to kerryphipps.com forward slash travel tips for a great PDF with some travel tips. Kerry, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> thank you, Warwick. It's always great to chat with you. You've been listening to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I look forward to your company next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy your success.